Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, we are in for a treat. Really excited about today's episode. Got a very good friend of mine. I like to call him the serial entrepreneur. He's owned multiple businesses. He's currently the owner of Search Almighty Marketing and Spin DJ Entertainment. But the young entrepreneur has definitely uh, had plenty of businesses and just has a phenomenal story. And uh, just really interested to dig in, dig in and uh, get some great value and get some great content from him. Josh Meek, are you out there? I'm here, straight hand. How you doing today, brother? I am fantastic, man. I'm excited to get to spend some time with you today. I always love uh, whenever we get a chance to have some conversation and discussion. So I'm super excited and uh, happy to be uh, sharing some content with uh, you and your listeners. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I've always uh, always had a great found respect for uh, everything you've been able to do. I know you and I have had, uh, man, we've known each, known each other since back in 2011. So it's been some time. And I know we've both been able to see each other uh, grow you know, personally, professionally, you know, and, uh, you know, it's been, it's been nothing but a joy and I, I can't wait for obviously to get, get right into this. And, you know, so, uh, the audience could get some, you know, obviously good content here and get to hear your backstory and obviously the, the, you know, the amazing things that you've done. So let's get right into it, man. So talk to me, man. Uh, let's start with what got you interested in entrepreneurship. Um, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, shoot, at your age, when you started entrepreneurship, I thought it was a spaceship, <laughs> let alone something real. So, so uh, talk to me about, like, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, how you found it, what really interested you about entrepreneurship as a whole. Yeah, for sure. I was definitely very blessed to get a lot of exposure, and I like to call it enlightenment very early on in life. Um, my actual very first job was actually at 13 and I would actually help my dad clean office buildings, uh, after hours. And that's actually how I first started learning about entrepreneurship and business and money was that there was actually a financial advisor, um, that would actually work after hours. Uh, and so we would typically cross paths. And so that's actually where I started kind of learning about business and stocks and finance and all this kind of stuff. And around that same time, I read kind of my first financial book, which was, uh, Richard, uh, Rich dad poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki and uh you know from there it just kind of blossomed into uh you know Michael Jordan loved playing basketball Michael Phelps loved playing uh, swimming and so it just kind of blossomed for me too in business and entrepreneurship of just the fascination of creating systems to create and generate wealth and so uh, I really kind of started at about the age of 13 um, I started my first officially incorporated official business at the age of 15 uh, which was actually an online uh, e-commerce store at that time. And uh, that's kind of where it all started for me. And I was uh, very blessed very early on to uh, get some exposure to some knowledge and then also get some exposure to uh, some mentors and build some relationships uh, with some very intelligent, uh, enlightened people. And so that's kind of where it all started for me. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, as you know, I'm a big believer in mentorship. You know, one of my favorite definitions of success is to find someone that has you what you want have them show you how they did it, you know, and it sounds like with that advisor that you were able to come in contact with, that was, you know, your first exposure to the entrepreneurial world. Uh, it's always nice to, <laughs> that's always a nice way to start off with someone in that expertise. So 15 years old, you started your first business. Talk to me about that. Cause unless it's different out in Texas, 15 years old, you're still a high schooler. So talk to me about that. experience. <laughs> well, I didn't make a lot of money. 
and uh you know but i learned a ton and i'll never forget so the very first business meeting i went into um you know i had my business card locked loaded ready to go and my hand was shaking back and forth so bad because i was so nervous and fortunately you know that very first meeting that i ever had the uh business owner was very um considerate you know understood you know what it was that i was trying to do and i'll just never forget like how nervous and my hand was shaking so bad um but you know, it was like I said, it was a great learning experience for me because one, it started teaching me the principles and the basics of business. And I believe, you know, no matter what you're doing in business, no matter what industry you're in, as long as you take those principles and you apply them to whatever it is that you're creating, not only in for-profit but also in nonprofits, then you're going to set yourself up to win. And that's where um, I really benefited was just learning the basics, starting to understand how, from an accounting standpoint and financials how to read those, how to interpret those, how to understand processes and systems, and then more importantly, also how to incorporate other people and create a team. Um, and so while I did not make a lot of money from that first initial business, it definitely laid a solid foundation in learning, you know, all those principles related to um, marketing a business, networking, um, how to understand um, and do your financial forecasting and all these different components. Um, and so, like I said, it was uh, not a, the reward was not monetary, but from an intellectual and from an education knowledge standpoint, um, that just really kind of sparked, um, set the, the spark to, on, set the spark to flame, right? I mean, like, I mean, it just took off after that. And so um, I was just very blessed to have that experience early on in life. Um, after, you know, that business, which I did that for about three years, like you said, in high school, um, I was very busy, very active, still very busy, very active, you know, even as an adult. But um, after that, you know, it really set the foundation for what I'd call, you know, my first successful company, which was a tech services company. And, um, you know, we did, you know, smartphone repairs, computer viruses, network maintenance, business maintenance on, you know, computers and just different technology. Um, and I, I made some money on that one, you know, and, um, you know, no matter whether it's a good experience or a bad experience, you know, you can always learn from whatever situation and scenario you're going through. And um, I, like I said, like, you know, I was just really blessed to be able to have that experience at 15 because, you know, that's the other thing too that a lot of people um, really don't take advantage of in their youth. And I do a lot of mentoring um, and I've got, you know, the student that I'm mentoring right now is just killing it, you know, with what he's working on. And, when you're young, you have so many advantages because one, typically you're living at home with mom and dad. So you don't really feel the pressure of um, paying bills and really living the adult life, right? Um, in addition to that, you don't have a family, you don't have kids. Um, and so, you know, getting started, you know, very early on, even if it is just, you know, from an education standpoint, you're not making a significant amount of money. The sooner you get started, the faster you can grow, right? And so, um, you know, I was just really blessed to get, you know, a lot of experience and a lot of guidance, you know, at a very early age. No, absolutely. Uh, you know, like, you know, John Maxwell always says, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, you know, and the fact that you make a good point when you're young, uh, you don't, it's, it's a win-win it's a situation. You're not, you're not expected to win. You're not expected to be successful at that first venture. You're 15 years old for crying out loud. You know, uh, people, uh, you know, obviously they can't see you, but you still have a baby face at 29 for crying out loud. I can only imagine <laughs> how you looked at, how you looked at, at 15, but um, no, but it sounds like to me, 
because um, I did meet you at that point where you started that first successful business at you know 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when that's when you and I you and I uh, connected. But it sounds like to me, even though that first one from a monetary standpoint wasn't didn't give you success, it gave you a lot of the building blocks, a lot of the success principles that you that you will that you actually continue to use as you move forward throughout your entrepreneurial career. Is that is that correct? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and you know, and it, and it goes back to um, you know a lot of people when they first get started. Um, and I share this, you know, with anybody that I'm mentoring, the students that I speak with, um, don't expect it to happen overnight, you know, and, you know, the things that are really worth something in life, you should have to work for, you should have to go through a period of sacrifice, a period of growth. Uh, one, because you respect it so much on the other end when you finally arrive because you had to work to get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just like you said, referencing Maxwell, you know, I mean, he's got great, amazing, you know, advice and, you know, wisdom comes from that, man. And, um, you know, it's, even though you didn't make money necessarily on it, um, the next experience, you're not starting from scratch, you're starting with experience, right? And so, you know, work at something for three years, you know, and then decide, you know, at that point, maybe it's time to pivot, maybe it's time to change, you know, maybe it's trying, you know, to get into a whole other industry, you know, um, but um, a lot of people don't realize, you know, when they get into uh, the game of business, you know, especially from an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial standpoint, um, statistically, it's one of the hardest games to play on the planet. It's not an easy game, um, especially when you do take on, you know, that adult world of um, having a family and having kids and having, you know, other responsibilities. Um, it's a, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. That's one thing I always respected about you is that you always, uh, you always respect the opportunity at hand, you know, whatever, you know, in, in our, you know, multiple business ventures together, uh, you always treated, you treated the business with respect. You also had long-term vision knowing that what you had to do, uh, in the short term to obviously get that monetary gain. Cause you know, I mean, even though this is a long-term vision, it's still okay to make money, <laughs> you know, it's still okay. to make money. <laughs> Every step sure. away. And you know how I am. Right. So that being said, you know, we, you still got to stay in business. Right. But what I do like For about sure. every time, you know, you and I partnered up, um, you know, you really always looked at the, you know, the long-term, you always had the vision. You always saw the vision, which was always very important that you, you know, it's one thing I really respect too, is the fact that you always, you made sure that you saw the vision of the opportunity itself before moving forward, you know? So that's one thing that I've always seen that's been very consistent, um, you know, with you, which is, which is great. So talk to me about that first, you know, like I said, that, that, that first successful business, uh, you know, it sounded like a, I know back then you kind of compared it to like a, a Best Buy Geek Squad, correct? I mean, mm-hmm. Relatively. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, talk to me, how long did that business last? Uh, you know, what was, you know, how many employees did you have? You know, how profitable were you able to, you know, take that, take that, uh, that business? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So me and another gentleman had actually uh, started that business together and, um, you know, it started out mainly with like computer repair, virus repair, pretty much just, you know, computer related um, services. And then uh, we actually really started taking off whenever we started getting into um, cracked cell phone repairs. So, you know, everybody remembers like you used to always drop your iPhone and have like the screen replaced like three times. Well, we were the people that were replacing those screens. <laughs> so it was a very good business. And, you know, you know, 10 years Absolutely. ago, I mean, I don't know out there on the West Coast. I mean, here in the North Texas area where we're at now, they've got like cell phone repair, like on every other block, you know, so we were one of the very first um, service <laughs> providers for that service. I mean, it was just, 
one of those opportunities where, I mean, just you're making stupid money, I like to call it, right? And um, we, uh, you know, I had that for, I was involved in that for about three, three and a half years, I think it was. Um, and uh, that's actually how I discovered the area that I'm in now that I live, work, and play in mostly um, was actually, we were looking at expanding that uh, business to multiple locations and uh, kind of getting a little bit further down into Dallas, um, where I'm at right now is in uh, Frisco. And, um, you know, that was kind of how I discovered this community that I'm in. That's very, very big on entrepreneurship, um, a lot of ambitious, forward thinking uh, people here in this community. And so um, when we were kind of looking at expanding, well, this gentleman and his family decided to actually buy me out of my portion that I own. And so, um, cut loose from that and that's like I said that's when I relocated here to Frisco um, I also didn't have kids yet at that time but I knew too just the investment that this community had made in like their school district and everything else going back to like you said the long-term vision and how I like to play that long game you know um, I knew this is a place where I absolutely a family family as well and so um, uh, like I said it was a very successful business um, you know I was in that for about three three and a half years and then I sold that and then relocated down here. And, um, you know, I've had multiple businesses, uh, you know, over the last several years and, uh, I've done really well for myself. You know, I'm, I'm happy with what I uh, get to do. It's uh, very cool. Also, I, I really grown to love it, not only just from a money-making standpoint, right. But, um, time leverage is huge and you're able to leverage your time by hiring and training and developing really, really solid people. And that's the part that I, uh, I've really come to uh, enjoy the most is um, helping others and, and helping them, you know, achieve their goals. Um, like I said, you know, I like to use the word enlightenment uh, because a lot of people, they're just not exposed to a lot of the um, knowledge. They don't have the opportunity to um, really get exposure um, to how they can, you know, really free themselves. Right. Um, and so it's just really cool to be able to um, come in create a system that people can really grow and um, not only become great individuals, but also take care of their families. And um, it's good stuff, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So talk to me. Um, you know, I know you've been, you've got, you've been able to be fortunate enough to have your hands on, you know, different types of businesses. So outside of the two that you currently uh, own, which we'll, we'll talk into in a little bit more uh, in depth, talk to me about the other, other uh, businesses that you've opened up. Uh, between that time, between, uh, you know, what you currently have and, you know, your first business there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I've had several. Um, so always had some kind of a hand in the uh, digital marketing uh, advertising space. Um, it's very important, especially nowadays. Um, it's more important than ever. And so I've always had, um, you know, web development or some form of um, a business related to uh, marketing and advertising. Um, you know, a long time ago, um, you know, a smart man told me, you know, if you're going to do business with anyone, you should do business with yourself, right? And so part of uh, why I've always kind of had right. a hand in marketing and advertising uh, companies is because um, if I get an agency that's providing and getting really, really good results, um, I can then leverage that and pull it into the other projects that I'm working on, right? Um, and so, you know, um, the web development piece and kind of getting into the digital marketing piece actually spun out of that first successful uh, company, um, the first money making, quote unquote, company um, that I had um, <laughs> several years back. Um, because, and, and the other part too, that's like, 
it's very interesting because I am like that long-term strategic analytical thinker, you know, when you start breaking down the disc and the Myers-Briggs and all that kind of stuff. But I, I also have a very interesting creative streak too, right? So that's actually what got me into web development and uh, was kind of that creative element. Um, I'm very big on psychology. I personally think if you're going to go to school for anything, get a degree, you ought to go for psychology because at the end of the day, it all goes back to people and the way that you can communicate and the way that they feel and the way that they interpret things. Um, but going back to the businesses I've had, so a lot of digital marketing, web development, um, I've had several uh, businesses of re related to um, events and entertainment. Um, I've also worked on uh, some online directories we've had before. Uh, also some uh, production, video production companies. Um, so quite a, quite, a, quite a few different things, right? Um, and, you know, a lot of that goes back to, you know, my vision when I first came down here to the uh, Frisco area after selling that business was, you know, modeling myself after uh, really kind of a Berkshire Hathaway with Warren Buffett or like Richard Branson with the Virgin Group where, you know, they have all these different companies and all these different industries, right? And uh, the way that I believe that's possible, um, one, it goes back to, you can't do it by yourself. You've got to have a team. You've got to uh, invest and really bring out the best in other people if you're going to win, right? Um, because a lot of people are like, well, you're not an expert in, you know, airlines and you're not an expert in energy and you're not an expert in, you know, telecommunications and then digital marketing, right? Well, I don't have to be smart enough in each one of those. I just have to be smart enough to hire the best in each one of those areas, right? And so that was kind of what I Hey, that's at a good point. Down. Yeah. Josh, because being the smartest and best and MVP of your team can only take you so far. You and I know that. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, that's not necessarily the best thing. You, uh, the smart people actually work with pe people better, better than them, like you just said. Sure. They leverage the fact they bring in people better than them. So, uh, no, I, I agree. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I just agree 100% no, with that one. When you said that, that resonated with me. In fact, I have, a, I have a saying when it comes to, you know, ego gets in people's way. And I think that stands mm -hmm. for edging God out. So, I mean, at the, mm -hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, uh, you got to work with better people around you, you know, and, and a lot of times there's a lot of talent around there that they just uh, weren't afforded the, the opportunity, the, the vehicle that you, that you could provide them, you know, that's another thing. So um, absolutely. I think, I think you and I have been able to, you know, we've, man, we worked with the likes of some very smart individuals, you know, Matt being one of them, you know, mm -hmm. as you know, one of my mentors, one of the most successful, one of the most successful people I've ever, you know, met. and he's been, you know, individuals like that been able to pour into us. I know, you know, that's something that you and I have been able to, uh, you know, implement into our, you know, our businesses, you know, in our day by day, you know, so, uh, so it sounds like digital marketing, I, it sounds like, yeah, actually, not just digital marketing, you've had your hands in, in a quite, you know, in, in a little bit of everything. So let's actually, uh, let's pivot and let's talk about which the you know, two companies that you are actually the current owner of today. So let's start off with the Spin DJ Entertainment. Talk to me about that, because mm -hmm. I know that's a, I know that's a business that you've had for some time now. Talk to me mm -hmm. about, you know, one, how long have you had the business, number one? And number two, what motivated you to, to get that one specifically started? Yeah, for sure. So that is actually the first business uh, that I um, invested in when I uh, moved down this way and had sold the tech company. And uh, that was the first thing that I invested in was the, uh, the DJ brand. And uh, it was actually very interesting because, like, when it was pitched to me initially, um, I was like, no, nah, man, get out of here. Like, you know, like a DJ business, you know, and then we started looking at really more of the private side, 
So about 85% of the business actually focuses on the wedding industry. And so, um, you know, as I started kind of playing with the numbers, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, um, it has to make economic sense, right? It has to be feasible. And so when we started kind of playing with the numbers, um, I was like, all right, you know, like, why not? Let's give this a shot. Um, one, it's uh, creating a lot of value for a lot of folks. Um, there's a lot of people that are in that specific line of work that don't necessarily do it right. And, um, you know, it just saw an opportunity. And so uh, started running with it. Uh, we had um, pretty good success after the first year. I mean, it really kind of started taking off. Um, we, um, there's a uh, online vendor directory that a lot of couples use to really book everything that they're booking for a wedding called thenot.com. And uh, we were able to actually um, do record breaking uh, results related to like client reviews. And so like every year they give out, you know, these different awards and uh, they had to change the algorithm because we had so many like client reviews coming in that like across the nation and they were like, okay, we got to change the algorithm because we were just destroying it. Right. <laughs> and um, we actually ended up getting put into their, uh, we're one of their uh, hall of fame vendors. And that's actually, um, I think it's less than 1% uh, vendors across the nation actually are uh, given that classification, right? Um, that they have on their Congratulations. Site. So that was a really, thank you. Congrats. Yeah. So that, that, that was a big deal. It was, it was a good, it was a good uh, sales angle for all of our salespeople after that point, you know, I'm like, okay, like, look, here's who we are. Right. And so, um, you know, that kind of ended up morphing into, so as we started, you know, going back to, you know, how can you maximize your profits? How can you really uh, create a uh, great experience for your customers? Um, that's where we started spilling into, um, we started doing like lighting and visual effects. Um, there was actually a photo booth company here in the Dallas area that um, I actually bought and um, integrated into. And so basically what we ended up doing was kind of like a one-stop all-inclusive shop of where um, you could book, you know, your photographer, your videographer, a photo booth, your lighting, your DJ, basically the whole entertainment component, not just for weddings, but we do a lot of corporate business as well. We have some pretty big corporate clients that we service every year. Excuse me. And um, it's been a really, really good business up until about March of this year. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. It's definitely been very interesting to uh, kind of navigate, you know, the whole social distancing because I mean, that industry, I mean, it's all related specifically to um, people and interactions between people. And so it's been interesting, but uh, super, truly bet, uh, blessed with that business. I've had an opportunity to work with a lot of um, amazing, um, not necessarily energetic, energetic, but upbeat people. Um, and you know, all of our team members have really enjoyed working in the industry too, because, um, you're really sharing in a very special moment. And a lot of people sometimes, uh, just don't realize how critical it is to hire very good vendors for, you know, your wedding, because I mean, it's supposed to be, you know, a once in a lifetime, remember this forever moment. Right. And so you want to be working with the best. And so, um, it's always good to receive, you know, the thank you letters and, you know, you guys really made, you know, the day memorable and um, hearing, you know, um, that kind of feedback from people that really it's one of the most special moments of their lives. Right. And so um, yeah. it's, it's been a good business, you know, it, it, it surprised me, honestly, because like, if you had told me 10 years ago, it had been a really good like moneymaker for me. I just have been like, no, I don't, I don't believe that, but it's been good. 
Absolutely. Let me ask you this, because you do see, you mentioned it, uh, that it's very important. People sometimes don't realize, because let's be honest, sometimes some people just look at the price, right? They look at the price mm. and that's what, they, that's what dictates their action, right? So, uh, but you're right, for especially something like a wedding, a once in a lifetime opportunity, I'm sorry, once in a lifetime, hopefully once in a lifetime, right? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully once right. in a lifetime. Right. Um, that's something that you want to make sure to get right. So that being said, what do you feel, I mean, specifically though, I mean, without giving the general answer, but uh, what do you think specifically uh, makes you, sets you guys apart and makes you guys stand out as opposed to every, you know, all the other companies around that has, you know, obviously brought you uh, so much success? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, um, for us, it's the training um, that goes into it um, with our, with our team members. Right. So um, when you think about DJ, um, first thing everybody just thinks like somebody playing music, right? Which that is a huge part of the role. Um, but the other big role, um, especially like at a wedding or some of the other private events that we work is there's also that MC host role. And so being able to communicate clearly with people, and I don't like to say being funny um, or humorous because they kind of like when you get into that realm, you get kind of like corny. But I can definitely say that um, a lot of our guys are quick on their feet, they're witty, and they're clever, right? And that's what like people like. I mean, they like to be entertained, right? And so what we've done is really made that mixture of great music with a great host. And you put those two together and it's, it's a night that everyone remembers. And we get a lot of referrals off of the events that we work, right? Which is great because if that's happening, then we know we're doing a really good job. Um, and it's great too because it's a low cost, you know, it's basically word of mouth marketing, right? And so, um, but definitely I think it goes back to um, the actual great mixture in the training that we've done to make great DJs, great hosts and MCs. No, that, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. So obviously whatever recipe you have, it's working because, you know, 10 plus years of success, um, you know, when it comes to the slowdown of business, that's just not you guys. That's obviously nationwide with, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, that, and so um, I have no doubt in my mind. And I think, you know, your guys' success once, you know, once all this, you know, finally clears up is going to be irrefutable. You guys are going to pick up where obviously we guys left off, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, this whole current situation has changed many people's uh, wedding plans, you know, we'll say. So mm-hmm. uh, let's pivot from there and talk, ab- and talk about Search Almighty um, Marketing. Uh, talk to me about that. Uh, talk to me, you know, uh, it sounds like that's somewhat an industry that, you know, you, you've, you've been a mainstay in. But talk to me about uh, this uh, company specifically. Um, you know, how long has this been up and running? Uh, talk to me about, you know, some of the things that you guys specialize in. Yeah, for sure. So the main focus of Search Almighty and their mission is to help local business owners get more leads, right? Um, And all that is done through search engine marketing and advertising. Um, I tell people, you know, when you think about, because at the end of the day, the economy operates and is fueled by transactions. And so when you start thinking about consumers and who it is that you're wanting to get in front of in your audience, how are they going to find the product or service that they're looking for? 90% of the people on the planet without a phone and they put it in Google and they search, right? And so how can you get your business, you know, essentially right there in front of, you know, the consumer that's ready. And the thing that I love about search marketing compared to a lot of the other, uh, 
mediums that are available is that typically if somebody is searching and specifically if it's for a local business like near me um, or a local plumber, local electrician, local beauty shop, whatever it is, typically they are looking to do business, right? And so if you can get in front Correct. of them, um, chances are you're most likely going to be able to convert them and, and make some money, right? And so it also goes back, I mean, part of the reason why I want my guys to make all these other business businesses succeed is because if they can do it for these hundred business owners over here, well, then they can come and apply those same techniques and principles to the businesses, you know, that I'm invested in or anything that I'm in and just blow it out of the water. Right. And so, um, in a way it's kind of almost like funded research on my end because, you know, we're, we are creating results We're we're delivering, you know, these, um, leads and uh conversions you know to these business owners but we're also learning what is the best way the team that i have is learning what is the best way to get in front of this type of consumer and this type of audience you know across the board and that's kind of one of the other cool things about you know the digital environment and world that we live in today is that the ads that you're most likely going to see are going to be extremely relevant to you as well right um, because, you know, you have, you know, a, a search profile and, you know, marketers and advertisers are able to get in front of those specific people. So it's really, honestly, it's mind blowing when you start looking at how you're able to really effectively spend every cent of a marketing and advertising budget. Um, whereas, you know, probably not even 10, 15 years ago, I mean, you're kind of almost throwing, throwing it on the wall and hoping it sticks. Right. Um, and so a lot of power there. So primarily, um, the focus there is, like I said, generating traffic. Um, you know, a lot of people um, in the industry are now saying, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, websites are still important. Websites still a big component of like that agency and business as well. But, you know, the new homepage is, is now your SERP, which is a search engine result page, right? And what you're starting to see is zero click searches because Google is now starting to kind of change their algorithm to where they're now trying to keep you on their platform more than necessarily diverting you to another external site or to your website. Right. And so, um, dominating your search engine result page, it's called a cert, um, is really kind of the trend that we're trying to start getting in front of and all the clients that we've been working with transitioning them to make sure that they are just, uh, dominating, you know, the search engine result page. Um, so that's kind of where it starts ultimately. Um, and then from there, you know, I mean, it goes on to focusing on, um, providing, you know, um, whatever that consumer customer is searching for the, uh, proof that they need to, um, make a commitment to, um, uh, purchase your services. Right. So, um, like I said, it initially starts with the search and then from the search, it typically, you know, they'll land on, Hopefully we get them before they even go to a landing page or to your website. Um, but basically it's just creating a funnel, you know, and uh, getting in front of them. And um, it's, it's a mixture of, you know, advertising and marketing is the hook. And then after that, it sells, you know? Um, and so that's basically essentially what we're, we're, we're running. So uh, the components that make that up, you know, is like the Google, my business optimization, um, search engine optimization, uh, we do a lot of uh, pay-per-click ads through uh, Google, um, and uh, a lot of it also goes into the actual UX design, the user experience of the landing pages and the uh, website that you have. And so that's kind of more or less what the uh, the team looks at is how can we get in front of the audience 
and the right consumer. And that's where I've seen a lot of business owners and a lot of entrepreneurs go wrong. Not everybody's going to be your customer, right? So going back to like what you said uh, a little while earlier, referencing like competing on price, you know, um, honestly, yeah. if you're trying, if you're trying to compete on price, you better have a huge volume system algorithm, you know, like, I mean, the volume better be there. And I mean, I'm talking about like, <laughs> there better, better be a lot of opportunity for volume because otherwise if you're trying to compete on price, one, typically those, in my experience, this is just me speaking from my experience, one, typically those customers are just always the biggest pain in the butt. And then um, on top of that, then when you start kind of competing on price, well, this guy will go lower and then you just start driving yourself down, right? And to me, a good salesman, you're not competing on price, you're competing on quality and value. And so um, what I always tell, you know, people is, you know, know who your audience, know who your customer is. Um, not everybody's going to be your customer, right? Um, and so um, we, we see that a lot where just people have, you know, you know, I mean, like if you're selling a brand new, like hippie, like kind of like cool energy drink, you know, your crowd of, you know, 50 plus over is probably not the, uh, the best, you know, age demographic for that, right? <laughs> no. You laugh, man, you laugh, but I'm telling you, man, it's, it's amazing how many um, advertising and marketing dollars are, are wasted just by trying to communicate to the wrong person, right? And so, um, no, I agree with I you. Think, I agree. And like I said, that's the thing that I love about search marketing, uh, search engine marketing specifically, is that, um, the way that you program like with your keywords and the way that everything fits in with, like the algorithm, you're getting in front of somebody that's basically walked into your storefront, your digital storefront and like says, Hey, I'm interested in this specific product right now. And you have to treat it that same way of where like, you know, um, brick and mortar, it's a lot of click and order now. Right. And you have to still, you still have to deliver that same experience, but in a digital environment now. And that's the thing is just um, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking in a way because a lot of, like I said, the local small to medium sized businesses that we see and work with um, every dollar counts, every, every dollar counts. And um, when you come in and you see some of these businesses that um, God forbid, they're trying to do it by themselves. We get, we see that a lot, you know, or they have somebody that's like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so does our marketing, doesn't know diddly squat about anything, you know, and it's just, um, you know, your, your marketing and advertising, that's what, that's what fuels your business, right? Um, that's what's, you know, you're out there fishing and that's the, uh, the bait that you're throwing into the water. And um, if you run out of bait, you know, you're in trouble. And so it's, it's, it's very important. That's what I always tell people too, is like, if you, if you're, I always recommend people go with an agency because typically um, chances are, unless you're, I mean, a, a very large business and you can afford to hire every specialist in every single category, most small, medium-sized businesses that have, you know, like 10 to 20 employees, I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to bring in a whole marketing division, right? Um, like I said, there's a lot of variables could work in some scenarios, but, um, you know, I mean, just to hire, you know, just an SEO specialist is going to cost you, you know, upwards, you know, six figures, honestly, um, especially depending on what part of the country you're in. And, um, you know, you're only going to get sometimes that one specific silo. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people, sometimes they don't want to necessarily hire an agency. They want to have that one dedicated person or they want to have, you know, in-house. And it's honestly just the, uh, a big waste of money. But at the end of the day, 
just like going back to like that first business I had or any other business that I had, you know, like you said, it was talking about num uh, about making money, right? I mean, we're here to make a profit. It all goes back to the numbers. And that is one thing too that I love about the digital marketing component too, is that, you know, you can slap, you know, um, some marketing on the side of a bus and you can slap it, you know, on a billboard and uh, you can do, you know, a couple of other mediums where um, you can't really track, you know, how many people actually saw that ad and really connected with it. Whereas in a digital environment, you can do that. Um, and that's the thing that I love because I'm very black and white um, and I'm very much about, you know, data and um, it's all about the numbers. So, and, and, and the one other thing that I'll interject here really quick too, is that if the numbers are not working, the truth of it all is, is that the numbers don't lie. So if it's not working, pivot, shift, find out why it's not working. Typically when we run ads in different campaigns too, we don't launch just one ad with one headline and one image and that type of stuff, right? We're going to launch several different of uh, several different um, versions of it to find out which one is the one that is resonating with that audience the most, right? Um, and that's another thing like, Absolutely. that we see in a lot of those those situations where you get somebody that's not aware of how successful marketing advertising works um, is you know the one run the one ad well it didn't work okay, well, why not, you know, and then you find out, well, you only ran like this one, well, what happens, you know, when you switch out, you know, um, a male model, a female model, and a child model, right, you know, and, it, and it's amazing how, like, you just never know necessarily what's going to resonate with people, and like I said, it all goes back to, I think, the most important thing that anyone can learn is psychology, um, from a marketing standpoint, um, sales, marketing and advertising, you know, those three skills, it's all about invoking emotion, right? And you have that one component of psychology that's so important there. Then you come over here and then, you know, we talk about the actual team that you have running, right? The fulfillment team, the operations team, the support and admin, you know, even the marketing and advertising, everybody. One place where a lot of people mess up in the management of people is they try to do a blanket all approach. And um, a lot of people don't realize that everybody is individual and unique, right? Going back to psychology, if you understand that someone is a certain personality type, you have to address them, you have to coach them, you have to lead them in a different way than person B, C, and D over here, right? And, you know, it even goes down even deeper into, you know, that personal level, you know, the relationship that you have with your spouse and partner, uh, the relationship that you have with your kids. Um, so I think, honestly, one of the biggest this is the reason we, we struggle a lot in society in my opinion is like we don't teach emotional awareness and intelligence and a lot of that all of it is rooted in psychology so um in the reading everybody anybody that's listening to this i assume is a reader because if you live, listen to stray hand you're smart and if you're smart you're a reader right so um absolutely incorporate some psychology uh content um and knowledge into um whatever it is that you're doing um, at the end of the day, it all goes back to people. And uh, the more that you can understand and communicate effectively and understand and empathize, um, just doing that, man, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to go far in life no matter what you're doing. Yeah, you hit on a lot of things. Uh, you know, when it comes to the you know, digital world, um, I think it's definitely a lot more critical now than it was 10 years ago when it comes to having, you know, having that just dominant online presence, you know. 
And like you said, it's not just strictly just a website because, you know, when it comes to, you know, these days, uh, unfortunately, even be, you know, with, with the whole COVID situation going on, uh, you know, the, the walk-ins, the brick and mortars, that's not necessarily, that's not, if you're relying strictly on that for your business, well, your business is done at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. So for, mm-hmm. for, 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 for the businesses that were ahead of that, um, you know, uh, you know, I wouldn't say they're sitting well, but they're definitely a lot more prepared than others. I think for the old school, you know, the you know owners that have relied on that or just don't want to change the ways or, or adjust to the new ways, they're going to struggle. And we've seen that, you know, they're going to have to struggle. Just, it's a new wave, a digital marketing, uh, the SEOs, uh, you know, getting those leads. That's a new way of business. You know, that's a new, that's a new way of business. And I think, uh, you know, putting your, the fact that you put yourself in that uh, industry and in that position to be successful years before even, you know, obviously now, um, it only puts you in such a huge upper advantage over everybody else, you know? Um, at this point, you got like a decade worth of experience over everybody, you know? And think mm-hmm. about that, I mean, when, when you and I were first talking, you know, first, you know, talking about this, um, you know, I mean, it was optional still at that point. Let's just be perfectly honest, you know, a business could you know, possibly get by with, you know, minimal web presence. They got to have some web presence, but not not to the extent like today. Today, I, I feel, and, I, and you, you know, you can tell me if you agree. I'm pretty sure you will agree. Um, but if you don't have a, a strong digital presence, it's going to be very, very hard for you, for, your, for your for your business to be successful. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, and, and, you know, when I'm, you know, kind of running through this cycle of just thinking through, you know, so think about what do you do? when you're shopping for a product or service, right? Okay, one, you pull out your phone typically, you're gonna put it in in Google, right? So you find a company. The very next thing that a lot of people will do, and there's a lot of case studies that support this, is they're going to then look for the reviews and the social proof that you're a legitimate good business, right? And that's the other thing too that we run into, and this is one thing that we've helped a lot of business owners with, is like their actual Google reviews. And that actually you know, fits into the um, Google algorithm. Google algorithm now. And um, I'm, a, I'm right there with you, man, 100%. Like you have got to um, get in the game. I mean, it's, it's, it's a requirement now at this point, right? Um, I can't remember the last time that I didn't try and find something without using my phone to go and find it. I typically look at the reviews, you know, um, not just on Google, but, but, you know, even like Facebook and some other social media outlets and, um, you it's 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 you have to you know and as time goes on yeah. um it's just going to become even more and more um prevalent yeah it's, it's definitely going to be the wave if, if it's not ready to wave now it's it's not it's not going to stop any anytime soon that's for sure let's go ahead and let's conclude with this man a uh, couple quick hit uh q a uh before i let you get going uh, i got a couple questions here two or three Give me just quick 30 second answers on first thing that pops to your head uh, when I ask you these questions. Uh, what okay. is the number one, what is, what is the number one success pr- principle uh, that you've used uh, during your career? Discipline. It all comes down to discipline. Um, especially in uh, entrepreneurship and business, you're going to ride the waves. Um, and it's always the failures and the days that you don't want to do whatever it is that you have to do that you make up the most ground and it's not motivation and inspiration and a desire to succeed personally that I think that gets you over that hump. It's the discipline of being committed to going after what you want. That's good, man. That's real good. That's solid. Actually. Uh, 
Okay, so for an aspiring entrepreneur, whether they're 15, like a Josh Week, 18, 19, <laughs> 18, 19, or an individual that's been, you know, stuck in a career at, at, at 40, 45, 50, wants to obviously jump into entrepreneurship, uh, what is the one key, key action step that you would recommend? Mm. I would say hunt down some of Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, content. Um, you know, he has done a really great job of um, inspiring and really delivering a message for people at any age and at any point in their life who want to become entrepreneurs. Um, age doesn't matter, um, but a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves. I'm even guilty of this too, of just like, you know, I'm I would say pretty well accomplished, but you know, like I'm like, man, like I turned 30 in like three days. I'm just like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, you know, but then you have to put that back into perspective and really look at the long-term game and everything else, you know, like man alive, like the education and everything that I've learned over the last like 10 years. Right. So um, I would follow some of uh, like Gary uh, Vaynerchuk's content. I, I listen to him a lot. I get a lot of inspiration for him. And probably the biggest thing that I take away from him that I would pass on to everybody out to everybody else just start because the sooner you start the sooner you start to grow the sooner you start to experience and the sooner you start to accumulate knowledge so um follow gary v and the second follow-up to that is just start whatever it is get started that's good man that's good well actually we'll end right there uh i was gonna i was gonna i want the op i want the people to have opportunity to obviously follow you and follow your success you, I'll be honest with you, bro. You have too many dang websites, man. So I'm on, I usually do it for the guests. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, before we, before I conclude, I'm going to let you go ahead and give you know give us you know go ahead and shout out all your you know how can they follow you you know drop the websites to you know uh, you know to the businesses. Uh, I just want to turn it over to you. Just you know, like I said, you have too many. I, I will rate, you know read them all off, but uh, go ahead and, and go ahead and let them know how they can get in contact with you and your businesses and how they could uh, you know continue following you. Yeah, for sure, man. That's actually a problem I've got to I've got to figure out. Um, but uh, you know, the uh, the main site that I have specifically for me is uh, joshuameek.com, um, and pretty much you can get to anything that I'm working on at this at any point in time. Typically through that site, um, that's kind of the mother site for everything. Um, so you can get um, access to all the links there. the The DJ company Spin DJ is uh, spinmyevent.com. And then search Almighty Marketing and searchalmighty.com. So um, check those out. A lot of uh, great uh, user experience, you know, and kind of navigating those sites. And uh, but pretty much, um, you can access me like on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the social media through that joshuameet.com. There should be the uh, links there on that site, and um, you know, contact form. I love uh, talking and chit chatting with people and helping them on their journey. Um, I've had a lot of people take the time and uh sharing the wealth and the uh, knowledge and information so i'd love to do that to other people and pay it forward so joshuameek.com is probably the ultimate site to uh, get a hold of me at. all right man well hey listen much love my brother i appreciate you I, I always enjoy our talks i'm glad i was able to get you you know finally track you down get you on the show uh but um hopefully everybody else got some great you know content some inspiration some great value from today uh, you know, Josh, at the age of 29, for crying out loud, has 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 done uh, has done enough for uh, probably three lifetimes when it comes to businesses and uh, 
you know, he's just a, you know, a living example of someone that's been able to, you know, apply success principles and, you know, have that long-term vision, a great work ethic and continue to be a student in business, a student in life and has, you know, obviously had great success, but you know, his greatest, his greatest achievement has, hasn't even been achieved yet. So I uh, definitely look forward to obviously his continued success uh, for the rest of you guys out there. I just want to thank you for joining me for another Straight Talk with Strahan. Have a blessed day. Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strahan podcast. If you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and we will catch you on the next episode.